0: And now it's time for distraction. They would have called it good material, but it's not. Um, I'm sort of a master of distraction.
1: What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
2: Yes! Now this is what I imagined.
1: All right. Welcome to Distraction, the podcast, episode twenty. We are in the two zeros now. Thank you, Jordan, for that. Um, I don't know why I thanked you for that. I was going to yeah. say I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I was a beat up tonight, drinking a little bit, having a good time. So we're going to thank each other for different things tonight. I will at least. So episode <laughs> twenty, we're going to start. We're doing a big Oscar episode. It's the Oscar episode. We're going to go all over the big movies that are being uh, nominated, as well as some smaller films as well. Trying to get over that. So, our big news for this week we have a new co host that is a person we do not know. It's Davy Peppers. How are you doing, Davy Peppers? I'm doing wonderful. How are y'all? I'm doing good. Jordan, say something now? Uh,
2: yes, sir. Doing great. Yes. Thanks,
1: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, this came, my sister actually ditched out on us for Oscars. She was supposed to be our film expert. She recommended Davy Peppers, which is an awesome name, by the way, Thank for you. our Oscar you know, type of, uh, you know, going about. So, yeah. uh, Danny Peppers, what is your kind of background of films and what do you want to kind of add to the conversation tonight?
0: Um, I would like to add a lot of pretentious nonsense and just general drivel about about overhyping the importance of the Oscars. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we've been missing that. We need some pretension on this show. Yeah, oh, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm full of pretension. Is that a, oh, so, is that a the, word? Did I just make that up?
0: uh i don't know but right. it's funnier if i did yeah. make it up. <laughs> so
1: yeah me and Baby peppers had a good connection right away so he asked if I if he could swear on the show and i told <laughs> him we do, we do we do good we do good place swearing here and it's like that's forking awesome so that was off the bat great news then he also mentioned the 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 phrase cool cool cool, 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 cool. and i said i hope this is not a, bad, a bad phrase from uh from community and he also said we're going to get along very well tonight so
0: it was a very good start for me and Davey peppers we're off to a hot start i i do like that the first thing that your listeners will get to know about me is me going hey so we're going to be talking about the favorite can i drop the c word on this podcast because that's basically what the question was because <laughs> that word comes up a lot in the favorite oh yeah
1: you know what whatever the good place allows we'll allow
0: it as well on this show the- do what do we got to do though Goodness has not yet tackled the c word, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so we'll,
1: yeah, we'll see how the we'll see how the night uh, the night goes from here. We might have to so, come up with our own version. Yeah, just punt. Yeah. <laughs> punt, yeah, punt's punt. a good one. You can use the punt word. Um, so right. yeah, pretty much we're gonna get into all the the big categories of the Oscars and just try to make sure we get as pretentious, I guess, as we, as we can now. Now that episode of this here, so let's, let's start it out. But so uh, I'm, I'm, I want to be the Betting guy, you know, what are the best odds. Jordan, you can be the average Joe guy. David Pepper, you can be – do you want to be the expert or do you
0: want to be the average Joe as well? I I am slightly uncomfortable and also slightly too comfortable with the word expert. So if you're cool with it getting to my ego, I'm all right with it. I love to uh, inflate the ego as much as I can. Beautiful. Okay,
1: so the first category, and we're going in order of what they did last year, of what the order they did. So the first award they did last year for presenting was Actor in a Supporting Role. So I think this is a clear shot of who's going to win it all based on kind of an advantage of Mahershala Ali being nominated for the Green Book. Does anyone have any disagreements with
0: with him winning it all for Actor in a Supporting Role? I mean, he's going to win. I personally would like it if Richard E. Grant won. Um, for can you ever forgive me? Just because Mahershala won uh, two years ago for Moonlight, but he is the best part of that movie easily. So I, I have no complaints with that.
2: Yeah. So I, yeah,
1: I'll I'll say this too. I thought he was the main actor for a long time. But right. That's the movie, what I was just going to say. Yeah, I thought he was the main actor, and all of a sudden I see the the categories, and he's the supporting actor. I'm like, I don't understand it. But since it is this kind of, uh, I guess, flaw, he is the winner technically.
2: Yeah. I mean it really kind of was more Vigo Mortensen's character's story. He's more of the lens you're viewing everything through. But so he gets by on that and it just seems, yeah, he, this role was just so massive for him that it gave him a real opportunity to shine. Like look at the difference in screen time between Mahershala and Sam Elliott in a star is born. It's dramatically different. Yeah. It's, it's the classic
0: category fraud stuff like Mahershala, should be or at least should have been contending for lead but yeah
1: no i agree and i, I thought he, i thought he did a great job on the role at least for me i yeah. thought his most powerful kind of statement was within a fifteen a 10 minute draw of i mean we don't want to spoil anything on the show um but he was in you know jail and then he went from out of the out of the jail cell to saying like i'm not black enough i'm also not white enough i'm i'm paraphrasing obviously he did a a much better job of acting than i do um I'm not, I'm not black enough i'm not white enough what am i then like that was a very like powerful like quiet scene where everyone like doesn't talk and make sure everyone's listening i thought that was a powerful scene from it during the the actual film of green book and i thought he's gonna he's gonna win after supporting role just based off he's a main actor nominated for a supporting actor role
0: yeah and also he's been cleaning up um on the road up to there and i i know you're a fan of green book i am very much not. I really don't like it. And
1: well, hey, we'll, we'll get into that for best film because I know we're going to have some controversy
0: there. For oh, yeah. Sure. But, like, so. the one of my biggest problems is I feel like the script is kind of hackneyed and the fact that Mahershala Ali can make lines like that sound really powerful and intense and gripping. is like, man, this guy is... He is truly one of the best actors we have working right
2: now. Yeah, that reminds me of... Uh, there's a story... That on the set of Gladiator, Russell Crowe was reading one of the well, like the famous lines like where he's like, In this lifetime or the next, I, I will, will have my vengeance. Yeah. He like was swearing at the writer like this is a terrible scene, but I'm the greatest actor on earth and I'm gonna make it work. Just cussing yeah. him out. Like that's <laughs> I just love that story. I feel
0: like everything Russell Crowe does is just further to enhance the myth of Russell Crowe being who he is. <laughs> and I
2: and I love it. <laughs>
0: Yes.
1: That was great. So if we if, if you were to pick a winner that wasn't Mahersha Ali, who would it be from this category? Yeah, obviously
2: you have Richard E. Grant for Davy Peppers. Jordan, do you have a, a pick for this one? Um so I didn't get a chance to see Vice. Yeah. So I can't really comment on Sam Rockwell. Uh, as far as Sam Elliott goes, I think he did great, but it was just I just don't feel like he had enough screen time to earn this. And I thought Adam Driver was great. Again, I don't know. I don't think it was like overwhelmingly powerful. Honestly, it's kind of out of left field, but I would have liked to have seen Michael B. Jordan get a nod in this for Mm. Black Panther. I mean, they got nominated for so many things. I thought he was by far and away the best part of that film and someone that everybody's been talking about since it. uh, It would have been a nice little nod, I think.
1: Okay, I'm here for it. I mean, we'll move on from that category, but I I do like the nod from Michael B. Jordan. Good for you, Jordan, for nominating <laughs> him. Uh, we'll move move on to makeup and hairstyling. So this was an interesting category. There's only three nominations. Vice was a minus fifteen hundred to win the category, a clear odds favorite, uh, and then Mary Queen of Scots and then Border. So not seeing Vice, I can't see how makeup was that crazy in it as well. Seeing that uh john mccain was not that didn't have, that much well, hair well no.
2: i think it's more or less making them look <laughs> like people Correct. i mean these are these are very recent this is a very recent presidency we all are very familiar with how dick cheney looks how george w bush looks and yeah i feel like you take a quick glance over at sam rockwell and you're like oh wow like that looks like w like and that i mean you look at last year was it last year the darkest hour yeah. That, that one makeup and hairstyling basically because it allowed it also allows the actors to get into the role a little bit more. When you look in the mirror and you're like, "All right, I look like Dick Cheney."
0: Yeah, and it it is one of those like actor transformation things into biopics that people really like to eat up. Um, I think both Mary Queen of Scots and Border have better artistry to them, but I think Vice is really it's it's kind of designed to win that Oscar.
1: That that's very fair. So. Um, I'm David Pepper. I'm glad you seem like you watch watched every single movie so far in this category. So some of these smaller films I haven't watched as much. Um, but Vice seems like the one that stands out. I, I want to get into it later with a different category. With kind of uh, following... Like Bohemian Rhapsody as well as Vice. Follow the transformation of... of you see a, a certain character that you've seen in the past. Where other movies create these characters out of nowhere. Which is kind of a different story. I like those kind of more creating the character out of the out of the blue instead of uh impersonating, if that's the right word.
0: Yeah, and for a lot of those performances, it is kind of an impersonation and the makeup just helps with that. Like Christian Bale does a great job in Vice, but he also just got fat.
1: <laughs> Fair. So Where's I, my Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> Oscar yeah. So this one's clearly Vice then it seems like minus fifteen hundred odds for Bavada, as well as we seem like we have a clear shot around the board saying Vice is gonna win this uh this Oscar, correct?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so we'll move on. So, next one is kind of close to the best costume design. So, we have Bounder Buster, Scruggs, Black Panther, the favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have the favorite as the favorite for this one. Is that correct?
2: Yes. So I'll, I'll yep. look it up. Yeah, it's so, and a yes. lot of that goes to, like you were saying, where it's, you know, a historical period, we know how things are supposed to look, and you have to match that. There's where you were saying something that's made up like Black Panther, this is where that kind of back and forth roams. That's the trend in the Oscars, is that they like to vote for uh, something that you're trying to recreate something from the past and you're trying to fit into that. You don't have free creative reign to do whatever you want like they do in Black Panther. So and
0: I would and I would agree with that. However, because the favorite has beautiful costumes, but so does Mary Queen of Scots, and they're dealing with very similar time periods. So I think that those two might end up cannibalizing each other's votes. Mm-hmm. I actually think Black Panther is going to take this.
2: Yeah, I've heard, I, I've heard that yeah. argument, and I definitely agree. So I'm, I'm glad. So
1: I think this will be one. So this will be one of Tim's bets he makes for the Oscars. And <laughs> I, will bet Black Panther plus one fifty. I'll probably put ten bucks on it. It'll probably win me up. i me do the odds on my calculator. Ten to one fifteen. So, if you're looking for that kind of deep sleeper for a pick for Oscars, 10 to win 15 for Black Panther for best costume design. I agree with the same thing. I don't like the impersonation kind of thing. Black Panther started with fresh costumes and everything like that. I think that's going to be the winner for this category. Agreed. So, okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad, guys, we're, we're a little too much on the same side. We <laughs> got to, at some point, be arguing with each other. Oh, each just different. you wait. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So documentary future. So I don't know anything about this one at all. Um, Baby Peppers, you know anything about these movies? You seem to be pretty well diverse so far through this episode.
0: I know about these movies. I haven't seen them because the main, because the nominees are um, Free Solo, Hale County this morning, this evening, minding the gap of fathers and sons and RBG. And statistically Free Solo is looking to win, which I have not seen because I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) right so no
2: yeah i think it's really going to come down to uh free solo and rbg are the two with the most uh buzz around them um and a lot of people are picking free solo which is a film about yeah rock climbing
0: yeah and rock climbing without a harness yes which is insane Why, why would you do that a uh, well, couple
2: poster posters gives loose. me a panic
1: Well, to be <laughs> fair, okay. So here's the question. Here's a hypothetical. Would you rock climb with no harness to win an Oscar?
0: No. How big? How big's the cliff? <laughs> Because I can do like the rock climbing wall at a gym with no harness for an Oscar, yeah, but that's yeah like about Galleons
1: it. or Dick's Sporting Goods, yeah, I can do that wall with no harness. But uh, for an Oscar, it w- it would take a short wall. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Galleons, nice callback. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah a, lot,
1: a lot of stores got uh, a lot of stores got closed down, unfortunately. So, R.I.P. Galleons. <laughs> uh So next, we're going to sound editing. So this is more for the the, the film industry. That's why I went to Haley because uh, Haley. I know David Peppers, you know Haley as well. So more of the background behind the scenes that I want to get into. That's kind of, uh, as you're kind of a average Joe watching movies, you don't really see these kind of sound editing types of processes that really make a film go around. Um, so we do have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. And I'm going to look at the odds right now while you guys talk.
2: So I think it's important to kind of differentiate sound editing and sound mixing, which is our next category, since most people, I mean, including myself, I literally Googled it, and I know for the most part what they are. So sound editing uh, is where you're collecting the sounds for a film, because when you're actually recording on set, you're just, most of the time, you're collecting just the audio from your lead characters, your main actors. You're not uh collecting the car noises, the door slams, like all those noises are recorded in post. And that's yeah. really what this is about.
1: Once again, this is not this is not a category for the average Joe like me. Uh I can just say the odds that first man is a a, a clear on favorite to win this award, with the quiet place and Bohemian Rhapsody being a close second. Um David Peppers, do you have any comment on who do you think the winner would be this award?
0: Uh I would like first man to win because first man's not gonna win anything else. Uh I, what is First Man? I didn't. I never even heard of this movie. Uh, it is Ryan Gosling is Neil Armstrong, and goes to the moon and is very sad about many things. <laughs> it's Make it's a-, a legitimately great movie, but it made very little money, and no I, one saw it.
1: So they deserve an Oscar. Yeah. I, okay. I'm I'm there for that. I might bet on that just because they deserve something.
0: Yeah. And and honestly. First Man's score by uh, Justin Hurwitz is one of the best of the year, and the fact that it wasn't nominated is upsetting to me. All right, J- Jordan,
2: what do you got for us? Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with the – I mean, just if you watch this film, hearing the noises and stuff, it really puts you in a very uncomfortable situation because you're you're watching Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong go through – all these test flights for the initial like launches, uh, from NASA. And it's just your, your palms start sweating. It's nerve wracking and the audio that they used, you forget that you're not actually in the cockpit of a real spacecraft. It, it, it just incorporates everything and it brings you there and it is disturbing and it gives you a whole bunch of respect for what these early astronauts went through. Um, and I think it definitely deserves it.
1: Yeah, and now now that you say that, what the movie is, I definitely watched about an hour of it. Not because, <laughs> and, and I didn't stop it because I'm on purpose. I watched an hour because I was watching on a a legal site. I watched on a legal site, and about a half hour into the movie, it was not working very well, and I had to turn it off. So the FBI showed up
0: at your door, and they were like, "No,
1: <laughs> yeah, they they told me not to watch anymore." But I do remember, like, in the kind of makeshift, you know. Um, spaceship whatever they are called. It. Uh, it, it didn't sound very good, but they were still going with it. And he was, you know, trying to, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm voting for first man. So that's all, that's all I need to know at that point.
2: Cool.
1: And now we're going to sound mixing. Jordan, do you want to explain sound mixing? Now they explain sound editing so well.
2: Yeah. So sound mixing. So now that you have recorded all these sounds and somebody went out there and recorded your, your door slams, your car engines and stuff. This is how it all mixes together. So, How loud is the oncoming train versus somebody talking in the foreground? Are you hearing it? You know, it's how it's mixed coming forward. And are the actors shouting over things? Like that's really kind of builds up the tension and all that stuff. The mixing is very important when it comes to that.
1: Yeah. So I want to comment first. I think, well, maybe I'm just going going off uh, what I see. I feel like war movies usually win this award, if I'm not mistaken just yes. based off explosions and stuff like that. So we don't really have any big, I guess, war movies in Tentacle, but Black Panther would be the most war movie we have in this category. So I do think it'll win this award. I don't know what the odds are yet, but I think this wins it based on being the most war scene type movie.
0: I would agree with you because it's usually other war musicals. And, and again, it's one of those things where there are two musicals that will kind of eat each other alive. Um, even though I know Bohemian Rhapsody recently won um, the Audio um, Critics Association Awards, I believe is what it's called. I don't know the, the big audio award, but I think that for sound mixing, it's going to go to Roma because the way that the way that Alfonso Cuarón used like three D sound mixing to make you feel constantly inside of the scene, I think is something that a lot of people are going to take notice of. The only issue is that it was on Netflix. Where most people saw it, so I don't know if the full sound scope is gonna come through.
1: Yeah, and I, I think with the sound uh mixed with that as well, you felt I, I you could definitely notice it when I watched the movie, I was definitely looking for other stuff outside of the realm of just watching a storyline. It was more hearing the sounds of the culture of Roma in general. So when like they would go outside of a, a place, they would hear the loud sounds of the city as well as like people selling stuff people as being loud, the the instruments that go on. So I think they did a good job with that as well. The only thing that problem I have, it is plus 5,000 on Bovada, the lowest odds of all the nominations. So if you, I mean, I think they did a great job of the sound mixing, but it is very low odds for what it is in this category with Bohemian Rhapsody being the the clear on favor for this award.
2: Yeah, that's the one that I was going to go with. I think the way that they... I mean, we'll get into my feelings on this film a little later, but the way that they integrated some of the recording scenes uh, into the live action, you know, the live uh, concerts, it was very well done. Um, and it really kind of encapsulated you and it really had a strong feeling um, of excitement. And those concert scenes, I think, were obviously the best part of the film. So,
1: yeah. And, and another thing to say: Star's Born, uh, is plus 105 for this one, there's also a very concert generated you know uh, film and they're still behind bohemian Rhapsody do you, do you agree with stars born being below or bohemian Rhapsody davy peppers
0: i i mean i it's very hard for me to distinguish my feelings on bohemian Rhapsody from its individual technical aspects uh especially because of the the like concert scenes I don't find much beauty in how the scenes are made other than the fact that the songs themselves are good. Mm-hmm. I think that the way a star is born uses the songs in junction with everything happening around on screen is much more cinematic. But then again, they did nominate a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody because they like queen songs. So anything is possible.
2: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah. I did like stars born. The concert seems felt more real so like when you're hearing bradley cooper's voice you're hearing you know that echo you're hearing it feels like you're there where bohemian rap city is more of a polished music video feel to it um yeah like
0: you can you can hear you can smell the oxycodone on bradley cooper's breath
1: (laughs) and it's just a beautiful thing
0: to behold
1: (laughs) absolutely so, I think we're all over the place with this film, which is a good thing, too. Yeah. Like, we had, we had some votes for Roma, votes for Black Panther, which are very good odds. So, if you were to – I mean, even Rhapsody will probably win this one based on their – I mean, I don't like that it won Best Film for, you know, before. I, I think it got a little overhyped, but I still enjoyed the movie. But I, I don't know. I like the idea yeah, well, of Black Panther or Roma winning this one with very big odds. So, we're moving on now to Best Foreign Language Film, which – I think it's pretty easy to say Roma's gonna win this one hands down. I think it's like minus three thousand to win this one.
0: Yeah, Roma will win. I think Cold War should win because I think Cold War is a gorgeous and perfect film, but Rome is nominated for Best Picture. It's going to win. Wow. So how do you how do you hear about the movie Cold War? Where does it come from and like
1: Jimmy me, put me through that aspect of like, oh Cold War's a good movie. Where do you hear from it?
0: Um, I mostly because it played the film festivals where a lot of these foreign films start out, and a lot of Oscar, a lot of Oscar films start out at either Venice, Telluride, or TIFF, and just kind of seeing the trajectory from there. And Cold War, it's a Polish film, and it's by the director of the 2014 winner for Best Foreign Language Film, Ida, um, Pawel Pawlikowski, uh, and it was showing at an art house theater in. Tennessee, and that is where I saw it. Yeah, and it is. No, it's it's, so good.
1: That's awesome because, like, when you see these categories, sometimes if you are the average Joe like myself, I don't know any of these movies except for the one that kind of like Roma stands out because it's a Netflix one. It's nominated right. for best movie, so I, like for me, I don't really get to see the other sides of these movies until the actual Oscars day when they say the nominees out loud. I'm like, okay, right. like I might see that after the Oscars are already
0: over. But and I but- highly recommend watching Cold War and um i'm planning on watching shoplifters soon because that just got released on itunes and i think cold war should be on amazon prime in like a month or so
1: okay that's perfect yeah i'm i think after doing these podcast things you start watching more movies start diversifying yourself see other things too so i will definitely i might not watch it but i will definitely make myself look it up and try to you know get the summary of it so um Um,
2: make sure yeah sorry to uh jump in here you skip production design
1: did i yeah. Well, Jordan, I can't be perfect every every once in a while. And producer, yeah. Tim, put that, producer Tim put that in red for me to remember. So that's my bad. <laughs> you can't be perfect every episode.
2: Um, okay. Production design. Jordan, you want to start us off with that? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with – so this is a little difficult. Some of them, like the favorite, I think – is one after kind of really doing some research online, I agree with some of the arguments I've heard is the only reason I'm picking this over Black Panther is I feel that the favorite used the sets and the, in the story. And it helped be more of a character in the story than some of these other ones were.
0: I would agree with you there. My only thing is that I feel like, Looking at the production design for Black Panther can kind of be difficult because the visual effects in the film are terrible, and I feel like they might muddy over the really excellent production design. And especially if it's going to get costume, I think yeah, I think the favorite's going to take production.
2: Yeah, I would love for Black Panther to win this because that that throne room is awesome. But I don't know. You're right yeah. about some of those graphics, not good.
1: Yeah, I will let you guys argue about that one. So. I just I'll tell you guys the odds with this one. Uh, the favorite is the favorite, minus 230. Black Panthers plus 200, while Roma backs it up with plus 900. So that's kind of the main three favorites of that one. So it looks like it's pretty much between the favorite and Black Panther, like you guys said already. So I would pick the favorite, just be the name the favorite, being a homer on that. <laughs> <Nice>. Never seen <laughs> it. And I, I actually wanted to watch the favorite too. So I, I was on my illegal uh, website to watch the movie. And it wouldn't load, so I didn't watch it based on that reason only. So I should – I'm going to pick the Black Panther because the favorite wouldn't load for me. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Punishing I'm the movie because the
0: torrents don't work.
1: Exactly. Beautiful. I mean, hey, maybe some of the voters are doing the same thing uh, that I'm doing right I mean, now. they get
0: sent screeners, so I don't think they're doing that.
1: Well, now that I'm a movie podcast with Jordan, maybe they'll send us screeners and I can watch it Ill- legally
0: – through they uh, sent me, so that'd be I've done some podcasts and I've gotten like online screeners from like really small movies. It's the coolest feeling in the world <laughs> because they have the little water. Like I've been watching movies and they'll have the watermark. and It's like this is the property of Davey Peppers, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> it is. That is incredible.
1: <laughs> I love that story, right? That's amazing.
0: And then I always hate the movie, and they're like, hey, did you review the movie? And I'm like, you're not gonna like it, but yes. <laughs> so you're
1: you're very real about the review too. You don't you a lot. You don't bs them.
0: No, like. um it there was a it was a Korean film from this year, Burning, and uh, and one of the reps contacted me. He Was like, "Hey, did you ever do a review?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna like it. I didn't love it, and the other two people I was with did not like it at all. But if you want to scour for the nice things I say, you're more than welcome to. But it's not gonna be a love fest."
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, that, that's that's pretty that's, that's cool indeed in and already. So like, if you're doing reviews for films,
0: then I don't know, I want I want to get a film sent to me now, and yeah. be honest. It's, yeah, and, and it's one of those things where, like, everyone is constantly trying to get their quotes on a poster. Like, you see the same, like, three people over and over and over again, like A.O. Scott for the New York Times. It's because they write and they speak in such a way where everything everything is designed not to give honest film criticism, but to get on the back of a Blu-ray. And that's just, it's skeezy to me.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, I'm a very good analogy maker, as these yeah. people are our, our viewers would know already. So my my one last week was uh, we were talking about rom-coms cuz of Valentine's Day weekend, and yeah. I said that, you know, Meg Ryan is the Michael Jordan of rom-com films, and I'll yes. I come out I I got I got a hotline coming out every other week pretty much. So I mean, I can come up with a great film review if they give me a film. So if you're a film out there, give me your film, I will watch it and give you a great analogy. That's pretty much what I do. So we're moving on now. I don't want to skip one. We did four-language film. We're going to actress in a supporting role now. So we have Amy Adams in Vice. Oh, God, I don't like the names that we get. Marina de, de Tavira in Roma, correct me if I'm wrong. Regina King in If Beale Street Can Talk. Emma Stone in The Favorite and Rachel Wise in The Favorite.
2: Let's talk, guys. There's not much to talk about. It's going to be Regina King, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> This one is one of the locks of the night, I would say. So probably don't put any money on this one, Tim.
1: Yeah, it's minus 280, Regina King, so she's the clear-on favorite for this one. Uh, Amy Adams is uh, second in Vice, uh, but I can agree. I watched The Field Street Could Talk recently a couple of days ago, and her work was great. It was very – the, the inspirational word isn't right, uh, but she was just very uh, convincing of her character,
2: I would say, for her role. I would agree. So the one question I have here is how did Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss both end up in supporting roles? Like who's the lead character in this film? Like where's uh because
0: Fox Searchlight went to the director and said, You gotta pick one to be the lead. And he apparently like slaved over the decision, was like, What do I do? And then eventually he came up with Olivia Coleman.
2: <laughs> All right, that makes sense. So
1: um... I don't understand, like the favorite is one of these, you know, it's nominated for best film. It's in the top three probably for odds as well. Why are the the supporting actors so low on the odds compared to uh what the film is portrayed to be?
2: I don't think either one of them really stood out. I know there was a lot of chatter around Rachel Weiss for a little while and she took home some awards, but I'm I was not as not impressed.
0: But it's also because they're both again, it's another
2: thing with the, the two of them
0: are taking each other's votes.
1: Yeah. And I, I never thought of it that way when I was when I'm thinking of like, you know, gambling on movies, but that makes sense. And Emma Stone is this big A-list actress and she's the last in the nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Is this a problem for Emma Stone? Is she declining or is, is she no she, know.
0: she just won two years ago and that and people, and especially now because there's some Lala La Land backlash, both because people are kind of falling out of love with the movie, and because of the whole nonsense that happened in that show. When they see Emma Stone, they still kind of think of Lala La Land, and they're like, "Oh, we gave her an award. Let's let's focus on somebody else this time around."
2: That okay. I don't think you could say anybody's falling off if they got nominated.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's fair. I, I, I'm just saying, when I see Emma Stone, <laughs> I think of her as like a leading actress, and then when she's as a supporting actress and also the least odds, it kind of like, where is she going with this? Yeah. And obviously like, you don't get old. Like you just, don't, I, I'm just trying to stir controversy. Sorry. Yeah,
2: We'll, we'll see zombie land too. And she'll be, she'll be shining again. Don't you? Yeah, really?
1: And she was using our equipment. So I, I guess I do love
2: her. because
1: <laughs> you know, she's part of our company now. She's a company woman. Okay. So moving on to a category, I don't know anything about it again. And hopefully Davy peppers does, uh, And also, hopefully, Jordan does as well. An animated short film. We have animal behavior. Bow or bow. That one's right. Yeah. Late afternoon. One small step and the weekends by Trevor Jimenez. What do we know?
2: I know bow. Um, I have.
0: Yeah, bow is great. So is bow going to win? Bow is going to win. One small step should win. I think because I really love that one. And the only other one I've seen is Animal Behavior, which I personally did not like.
2: So Bao is the Pixar... You know, Pixar always has those shorts in front of their films. This one came out in front of uh, Incredibles 2. Um, Honestly, I loved it. It was, I think, one of my favorites that they've done thus far. And Pixar usually, you know, picks up in this category pretty easily. It was the best film I saw the day I went to go see The Incredibles 2. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah.
0: So... And speaking of Incredibles 2, it is nominated for
1: Animated Feature Film, along with a couple other movies. And Jordan, I know you're going to have a, um, a, a unanimous pick for this one. So we have Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Jordan, tell me your pick.
2: Well, obviously, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we did our 2018 uh, films that we loved, and that's that was my number one pick. I love this movie. Um, it is... The one of the best superhero movies we've gotten in a while and we've had a lot of really good ones. This one, yeah, I, I'm obviously in love with it. I've talked about it to death. There's really nothing else I could say.
1: Yeah, I think you would actually marry this movie if you could. Like, you would divorce her wife, marry this movie, and you would be a happy man.
2: All right, pump the brakes.
1: Okay. <laughs> the, the wife won't be happy about that one. Okay. <laughs> I, ap- I apologize for that one. That was a reach little bit yeah all right david peppers uh do you agree with jordan or do you have a, another nominee you like
0: oh uh, i think there's actually going to be a pretty big upset and i think that despite Ooh. it not being nominated i think they're going to give it to the grinch <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm, I'm still it. pulling for that uh yeah. no Sp- spider-man into the spider-verse is probably the best superhero movie ever made from someone that doesn't really like superhero movies it is nothing short of magical and if and if this doesn't win like this should be a best picture nominee. Let's be real. I, yeah, really I didn't
2: good. want to go that far, but that's how much I loved it. Is I think it's that good. Movie. Yes.
0: So this is another movie that I could not uh, stream illegally on my. <laughs> it, <site. laughs> it's on iTunes as of this week, and it comes on digital in like two, or it comes on Blu-ray in two weeks. You have I, to watch it. Well, yeah, per, I will no, buy I know it. I don't have you. to watch it,
1: but there's always so far I can go to watch this movie for free. So uh, it's minus fifteen hundred odds. And then Incredibles two and Isle of Dogs is plus nine hundred right behind it, and then Ralph breaks the internet, and then Mariah at the end, which I never heard of. So, um, I, I
0: have yeah. I know some people that saw Mariah and they really loved it, but Spider Man,
1: yeah, Spider Man all the way. It's gonna win. Uh, if you bet, let's let's go to the odds really quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some odds shaking really quick. If I bet a thousand dollars on Spider Man into the universe, I win sixty seven dollars. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Six. Yeah. So. That shows you want how much of a favorite Spider Man. You can win sixty seven dollars. Good for you. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to visual effects, which is another category that I will not be the expert on, but I'll also comment on. Avengers Affinity War. I love I love it. I love war movies for visual effects. Christopher Robin, first man, ready player one, and solo a Star Wars story, which somehow gets nominated for every visual effects category every year. Because
2: 'Cause they're good. I'll they're good. Yeah. So I would say as I'm kind of in between on this one between Avengers Infinity War and First Man. Um, I think First Man, again, like you forget, like I said before, you forget you're not actually in the shuttle. Like it's very immersive and it's very tough to build something that feels as real as First Man made it feel. Whereas Avengers gets to play around with you know, fake things and create stuff. First man, you didn't know that you weren't in a ship. And I think it really needs to be recognized for that. But I would say that I would go with probably Avengers Infinity War.
0: Yeah, it is. I would
2: say it's the best visual effects of the ones nominated. But
0: Avengers Infinity War is a movie so big and so glossy that it ate the visual effects budgets for Black Panther and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, like, it's, it's a pretty movie.
1: Yeah, I'll say uh, like Eddie. So like, I'm a stereotypical guy for the most part. Visual effects and sound editing, and sound mixing, always seem to go to war movies. Like I said, Avengers: yeah. Infinity War. If I was a betting man, I just put on the war movie or the one closest to war as possible. So my money would go on Avengers: Infinity War right away.
2: Yeah, honestly, yeah. my one last comment here: the fact that Ready Player One was even nominated is a little insulting. I thought that movie looked <laughs> terrible. I was so the design of it is. The design
0: of it is terrible. The actual, like, like a lot of the actual, like, craftsmanship, it's the same thing with Elite uh, Battle Angel, which just came out recently. Like, the design is awful, but the actual craftsmanship is pretty well made just because they threw enough money at it that it couldn't not look
2: good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I get where you're going. Yeah, I understand that. But, yeah, the design was is so terrible. I, yeah. I was a big fan of that book, and I just, I hate that movie. It's a terrible movie. It's quite awful.
1: Yeah, all right. All right, so without me skipping a category, and i like <laughs> to review that as well now, that I forked up one time. Uh, we're going to film editing. So this is a big controversy. So the Oscars were actually going to cancel film editing, as well as I think one of our category for cinematography, and now they have backtracked and put this film editing back into the awards in some aspect. Jordan, did you want to comment that? Because you actually brought the news to me.
2: Yeah, they were going to announce these during the breaks, the commercial breaks, because the Oscars have been struggling uh, with their their ratings over the past few years. I think it's down not quite almost. It's almost to 50% down in their ratings uh, over the past three years. So they're really trying whatever they can to try to bring some energy into this and they've done quite a lot of things and they've this this off this season has been a terrible PR nightmare for them. They they announced this, it got a lot of flack, they went back on it. They were going to have a category for most popular film or like popular film category so they could get their Avengers and their Star Wars and make sure that people your average joe had movies that they actually saw and people backlashed that so they backed off of that. You know, it's just It's been a very rough year for them, and I know they're trying to enthuse some younger energy and get to the popular, the you know, your casual fan a little bit more. But oof, I'm glad that they, I'm glad they included this though.
1: Yeah. So, Davey Peppers, I'll ask you a loaded question. What do you
0: think? What do you think of the Oscars this year? Like, what's what's going on right now? Are are they okay? I think the Oscars is very focused on trying to get people to watch their show and not about awarding film craftsmanship and with the popular film and with the kevin hart stuff and with them trying to cut down the songs and trying to cut out the awards and it all goes back to 2009 when they didn't nominate the where the year after they didn't nominate the dark Knight for best picture a bunch of people got very very mad at them And they started to panic. And they've kind of been in a stage of freakout for 10 years (laughs) where they're trying to get people to care. But here's the thing. No one is going to care about the Oscars as much as they did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s because movies are not... Going to the movies to see anything is not an event anymore. Correct. Like, Like, there's a reason that films that were in the top 10 box office were nominated for best picture stuff like the godfather or titanic like these huge huge movies would still win because they were big dramas like you if you wanted big adult storytelling you go to the movies now tv exists and everything else is more ubiquitous the movies aren't as exciting and trying to bend the oscars to what is now exciting people which is pretty generic filmmaking is not gonna do anybody any favors because your average joe is not still not gonna watch the oscars because they don't care and the film nerds are not gonna watch the oscars because they feel like their one safe space for loving these weird weird movies is evaporating
1: yeah and I think that everything is just, everything has changed like social media era has changed the movie industry as well yeah. as well as just like like I said before with me I watch these movies illegally on my tv so it changes the experience of watching the movie in general so when you watch a th- uh, movie in a theater you get the whole you know surround sound you're in a big theater it feels more special while watching in your home is a, a different feeling even though you're more comfortable you're not really watching it with the same uh intensity as you would in the movie theater so and I but think- you're still watching it
0: and that's and that's the difference is you're still at some level seeking out and trying to put these movies into your brain
1: Correct. Yeah. So it's definitely a different industry now, and it's some of the movie, you know, films you're trying to get into, but it's still tough. And I agree with you completely with how it's changed, and obviously, it's it's not working right now with the whole Kevin Hart thing. It it blew my mind how they went so backtracked with it and then went with no host at all. It kind of frustrated me. Makes me not want to watch it, but I still will watch it. Because I wanna see a these award still, but uh yeah, not happy with it. Yeah, spe
2: speaking of which, there are some little rumors floating around right now that Whoopi Goldberg is the secret host of the show. She's not going Whoopi to be Goldberg? She's that not gonna be entitled a host, but she will be taking on a lot of the ceremonial duties of a host. So that's that's the little rumors that are creeping around right now. So sorry, I, I love Whoopi Goldberg and I love Eddie, but As the Oscars
1: host, you're going with Whoopi Goldberg, who was popular probably 20 years ago on Hollywood Squares. We got to be a little
2: better than that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, by the time I edit this podcast and post it, that could be squashed. But at the time of this recording, that's, that's being floated.
1: All right. So we'll go to film editing now. We have Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Green Book, The Favorite, and Vice
0: if this award goes to Bohemian Rhapsody or Vice, I will be very, very upset because the editing, especially Bohemian Rhapsody, like the editing in Vice, is very obnoxious and flashy. And I think bad, but the editing of Bohemian Rhapsody is literally should be taught in schools as to how not edit a film with more, how not to edit scenes with more than two characters in it. It is so jarring and so disorienting. And it is just, it's terrible editing. Um, I would be cool if Black when won, I or the favorite. Honestly, or Green Book. I don't think the editing is that special, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I did like sure. the editing of the favorite. I think the timing and everything they did, it was it really helped the film. It helped. I'm honestly I was a little surprised when I watched it um, how funny actually the favorite was to me. And I think yeah. the editing and the timing of everything really played a factor in that, and that helped it along. I will bring up a point that I heard, and I want your take on it, is that some of these voters aren't watching all these films, you know? They're only yep. watching little snippets, and if these voters are delivered the side-by-side of Bohemian Rhapsody, of Queen's performance at the Live Aid, and that's all they see, they might be swayed by that. And they might think, "Oh, this film's got great editing because look how precise they made this scene versus reality." That takes a lot, and it could potentially carry some weight if people are only if voters are only watching that.
0: No, absolutely. And again, the same thing happened. Bohemian Rhapsody won an editing award recently because it's a trick. It's just recreating a thing that we already know, and for some reason, that's better than making stuff on your own. I don't know how that works. Um, It's... And that would make me really sad if editors chose Bohemian Rhapsody. Because while the live-aid performance is edited well, and the concert scenes are, for the most part, edited pretty well, everything that's not singing is... It feels like you're flipping through channels as the movie's going on. It is... Like yeah. I cannot, I cannot overstate how terrible the editing in this movie is.
2: Yeah, that's what happens when other bandmates are producers on the film, they, and when they... they hate Freddie Mercury so much. <laughs> yeah, that was so interesting. I can't, I can't get
1: over the fact that people are voting on this award and don't watch the full movies. How do they? I'm an, I'm a small, very small podcast, and I wanted to go out of my way to watch as many movies as I can. Why can't these voters watch every single movie in their power? What's going on?
2: Uh, because
0: you don't because you think that in order to have an informed opinion you have to actually watch the movies and think about them critically a lot of voters say oh i worked with that guy they were nice or i yeah like because they know and are entrenched in how difficult making films are and like i i work on my own like personal projects making films yeah. is incredibly difficult and you still have to look at it critically
1: Okay. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was bizarre that like you're voting on something. So that's so critical to these people's lives and make their lives pretty much better if they win an award and you're not even giving them the full two hours they deserve at some point. So that's the way I'm thinking about it in my head.
2: Yeah. You got to remember these aren't critics. These are people within the industry. These are other film editors. So the film editing category is voted on by other film editors. Uh, the acting category is, you know, voted on by other actors. So it's not, um, you know, your people at home that put their their lives into critiquing these films. It is people that yeah. put their lives into building their own films. So, yeah, like he said, there's a lot of relationships and there is some uh, definitely political things that go into this. That it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of politics involved.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So we'll move on to we're a documentary short subject, which is another one I don't know very much about. But uh, you guys can comment on if you have anything to add with the Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, Endgame is also a Taylor Swift song, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, and Period,
0: End of Sentence. These all seem very sad, and I have not watched them because I was too busy being sad by the live-action shorts. But people that have actually watched these have said that Period, End of Sentence, or Lifeboat will probably win, and that Period, End of Sentence is very worth checking out.
1: Perfect, Jordan. Anything to add? I have not watched
2: any of these, um, so I have nothing to
1: add. All right, so we'll say period, end of sentence, uh, this movie wins. Perfect. And then also we'll just go right back to the live-action short film, which Baby mm-hmm. Pepper just commented on. And yes. some, some names I can't even read. we of Skin, Mother, Margarita at some Marguerite. point. Yeah, Margarita. Uh, Favre, and Detainment. I can read that
0: word. Um So yeah, so Margaret, so Marguerite is the only movie of these that doesn't make you want to jump out of a plane. Perfect. These are these this might be the most depressing group of five films in Oscar history. Um, <laughs> and it should be noted that detainment is the true story of the murder of a British child in the 90s, like a British baby by like two 10 year old psychopaths and the movie is adapted from as much real life um, police testimony as they can get their hands on. This film was made without the approval or consideration of the family of this murdered child. Um, And it's, it's not good. It's not
1: good at all. No, it seems like the perfect thing for Netflix. I think Netflix is getting really into that murder stuff and it would fit right into that kind of category of, when yeah, but maybe don't do. use like
0: the actual like the literal like court transcripts from these children that murdered another like a murdered a baby. Marguerite yeah, is right. really good though, and it is not that sad. It's still sad, but it's not bleakly sad. I think Marguerite will win, but detainment does have the most buzz behind it, mm-hmm. although all of it is backlash and controversy, so who's to say?
1: Well, yeah, Oscar's is all about backlash and controversy though, so it might be You're right. right. Jordan, anything to add before we move on to Adapted Screenplay?
2: Sorry, again, I have not seen any of these.
1: Yep, and Jordan, we, we, you know what? A lot of these voters have not seen the movies like, I, like I've heard. So, uh, yeah, but, really you, okay.
0: but you should watch Marguerite when you get a chance because it is really sweet, and yeah. I enjoyed it very much.
1: Okay, watch Marguerite. And then so we have now Adapted Screenplay. So we move on to It's, it's about a Ballad of scrugs. Scruggs. We have A Star is Born, If Beale Street Could Talk, Can You Ever Forgive Me and Black Klansman? Jordan, I'm going to start with you with this one.
2: I think this is probably where Spike Lee gets his Oscar. Um, I'm going to put it out that this is probably where they're going to give it to him. And that's it. This is the end of the line. So, um, (laughs) I mean, they do think like when they're putting their ballots together, they're going to think, okay, I'm I want to reward Spike Lee with something. It's not going to be best director. It's not going to be, you know, best film, but I want to give him something. Here's where they're probably going to give it because it was a great screenplay and deserves it. And this is a good, great opportunity for him to win an Oscar that he deserves.
1: I I enjoyed black science a lot. This was one of the first Oscar movies I watched throughout my process of watching all the movies. And I really enjoyed it. I think Spike Lee did a good job with all these other movies on the category list. I think it was one of the better ones out of the the five that were on this list.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really good, and I think it will win. I would like if Can You Ever Forgive Me one, but that's just because I really enjoy that screenplay. But that's just me. Okay, I think it will be a lot of will to kind of keep
1: going fast, making sure we get all the films. So we're going on to original screenplay now, which is the favorite. First reformed, The Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Are is Roma going to be the favorite for this one as well? as we're kind of moving through best film and kind of original screenplay type stuff.
0: I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to go to the favorite because like what you were saying, Jordan, about how, um, how your pick for a depth screenplay is black Klansman because that they want to give it something. I think this is going to be the, Oh, we want to give the favorite a big award.
2: I really liked green book. Um, and that would have been my choice for best original screenplay. I do like the favorite and I could definitely see that winning. Yeah. Um I know that you had a problem with Green Book. I I I enjoyed it. So that would yeah. be my my push there is I would say Green Book deserves this one. Um but I for the same reason that I said before, you know, there's politics in this, so it might not win this one.
0: Yeah. I I mean don't get me wrong. I don't hate it anywhere near as much as I hate Vice. <laughs>
2: I wish I'd seen that one, so I can't comment. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I, still, I guarantee. I'm going to watch it. And
0: I'm sorry about that.
2: <laughs> so
1: my question is pretty much um, original screenplay over best film. What's kind of the difference between it? Because we have a lot of the same nominees for what is going on, like the favorite. Green Book, Roma are all part of the best film category. What's the difference between original screenplay and best film to best
0: categorize it? Uh, honestly, for most... In, in most years, screenplay becomes kind of a consolation prize award. Um, that's, I mean, that's usually how it is. So okay. that is probably going to be what happens. Uh, but then again, this year is very weird and it's very hard to predict if anything is going to, is going to make any sense.
1: Yeah, so oh, if that was the yeah. case, then I would say Roma wins best film. I mean, we're going to get to it. And then uh, I would say the Green Book wins the original screenplay. Just in my opinion. So
2: yeah.
1: um, if anyone doesn't want anything, I'm going to move on to cinematography, which we have The Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. I'm going to have Davy Pepper
0: start with this one. Um, these are all beautifully shot films. The only one I haven't seen is Never Look Away, but I've seen – Um, videos and footage from it and it looks great Roma will win because it is one of the most beautifully shot films of the year Cold War should win because it is the most beautifully shot film of the year Uh, but Roma is Roma is really really beautiful Um, I just personally prefer Cold War but yeah I'm not not gonna bet against Roma on this one
2: um, I really enjoyed some of the shots in A Star is Born. I, I loved how they used the lighting a lot of the times behind the characters. Um, it really had a great effect on it. Sometimes there was framing within framing, dude with the lighting, and I really enjoy that. But the long sweeping shots from Roma, is it, they're just beautiful. And black and white seems like it would be a very easy thing to do. It is so difficult. To do black and white Be- you're so very very reliant on the lighting being the same yeah. throughout so it is way tougher to do than what probably the casual fan thinks and so shooting that film and the sweeping shots and the way that it was done i i think it's got to win
1: yeah, yeah i was kind of mesmerized by roma in general with the black and white and i watched in a different I guess lighting uh, based on knowing that it was nominated for best director, best film. So I kind of knew those kind of uh, instincts going in. So I wanted to make sure I, I looked at the kind of camera work they did. And I thought they did a great job throughout the movie, kind of really uh, using their camera work and editing and lighting as well. So that was, uh, that was a good job done in a very, I didn't explain that very well either. Sorry.
2: <laughs> All good.
1: Uh, all right, I think we're all good. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to say Roman Wednesday one. Cold War being a very sleeper pick for this one as well. So yep. we move on to a original score with Black Klansman, Black Panther, If Beale Streak and Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Is Mary Poppins Return even belong in this category right now? Nope. Okay, that's what I thought.
0: It's kind <laughs> Go for- good music, but no.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't, I don't even know how I got nominated, but good for Mary Poppins, I guess. Whatever. So – Original score pretty between Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Field Street can talk, and Isle of Dogs.
0: I don't know why other films are here. Um, since First Man wasn't nominated, I would already like to go ahead and congratulate if Beal Street could talk on winning best original score.
1: I believe this one was the favorite too, so Oh yeah, no, it's
0: it's yeah,
1: it's by a lot. It's gonna win. Yeah. And it's also
0: a beautiful piece of music.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot. Of, it's if if you don't know Bill Street and Talk, it's based on jazz music and that type of. Uh, it's it pretty much a consistent base throughout the whole movie with the jazz music, and kind of like the music is very a part of the story as much as it can be. Um, Jordan, do you have a a, a say on Bill Street and Talk? Have you seen it, or if you have another idea of what movie you would pick for this category?
2: Um, I have not seen if Bill Street could talk. That's on my list. That's the next one. I I binged a lot of a lot of movies this weekend and that one uh, unfortunately got pushed to the wayside and I didn't get time to get to it. Um, It's very good. Very, very good. Yeah, That one I'm excited to get to. um, Unfortunately, hopefully I get to it before the actual Oscar night. Honestly, I liked the favorite score and I'm kind of disappointed that that is not listed. Um, It's because it uses a lot of classical music in it and it, it, it was not considered. Hmm. That's too bad, because, I mean, I really enjoyed how they used the score in that film, especially when the Queen is having some of her problems with gout. Um, It's very intense. Uh, And, of course, Michael Hurwitz being left off of this is, you know, as you mentioned earlier, kind of a big deal, as he swept all the other awards, and he wasn't even nominated uh, for um, First Man. Uh I don't know, none of these else stand out to me. so I don't really have an opinion. those the other two I thought were way better than what I'm seeing here. So
1: okay as we're gonna go to something way more beautiful. That's original song. So this is something that I have bet on with a one film, Shallow, which lost me at least60 dollars already in the Grammys. So thank you for that. So I will not be betting on this uh, category. but we have a song All the Stars from Black Panther. I'll fight uh, from RGB by Dan Warren and Jennifer Hudson. The place where he lost things go from Mary Poppins returned by Mark Sherman, 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 Scott Whitman, and Shallow stars. Born Lady Gaga, Mark Bronson, Anthony Raza, a lot of long names. Andrew White and Benjamin Rice. And when a cowboy traits, his spurs for wings, ballad of Buster Scruggs is a Starsborn born. The favorite to win this award. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So i thought but of course you know as a person who's lost 60 dollars on star is born uh i don't want to bet this one anyway i don't care <laughs> you probably <laughs> should
2: it's it's i think this one's a lock
1: yeah so with big odds like this obviously i bet with i bet it on a grammy so that's my fault in the first place but uh the shallow song had a very important reach to the actual movie and it with the other songs that you see here on the list, they don't really have the same kind of uh, structure to it as well, and the same beauty, I guess.
2: Agreed. I okay. like all the stars, and I like what Kendrick Lamar did with Black Panther, but I don't think that it's—I uh, don't think it's in the same category.
1: Perfect. So we'll move on to our little uh, little add in the middle, and then we'll move on to some of the big the big boys of the night. So let's get along. Okay, and we have the big boys. Like I said, the final four. So we have Best directing, which is Spike Lee of Black Klansman, Paul Palkowski of Cold War, Gargos Latimos of The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron of Roma, and Adam McKay of Vice. Sorry, Tim. That was a lot for you to say. I don't like big words, guys, if you couldn't tell. And I don't know why I read those. I should not agree to that ever again yeah sorry you guys take 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 the mic from here
0: I, again i i love cold war and i would love it if Polakowski won but i don't think it's going to happen i'd be more than okay if yorgos won for the favorite but i don't think that's going to happen i think it's between lee and Curran and i think that i think one's gonna win picture and one's gonna win director but we can get to that in a little bit i think alfonso Kiran's is going to win best director for roma uh, I don't think Vice is a well directed film, and it makes me sad that Adam McKay is nominated.
2: Yeah, where's Bradley Cooper? Yeah, that's Ooh, I think that one yeah. of the biggest snubs of all of these is Bradley Cooper. It was not involved in directing, and I don't know why Adam McKay got the nod over him. Um, I there
0: are I could probably name a hundred movies from last year more well directed than Vice, in my opinion.
1: I think Roma ends up winning Best Director as well. I, I don't see... I just felt like everything had a meaning in Roma. And I think the, the detail-oriented what Alfonso did was great. I felt like when I watched every scene, everything had a, a place for every scene in the movie, which made me really believe that the director had a really importance on what that went on for.
2: Yeah, and this is a very personal story to him about yeah. roughly based on his you know childhood. So he put a lot of loving care into this film and it shows.
1: Yeah. And I think that our important part of this is there's no best, best actress, really best actor. That's going to be a favorite in this. It's more about the storyline and how it was made and, and the the cinematography of it all, it wasn't really based on a big name being in the movie, which I think makes it that much more important. The direction of the movie.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs)
1: um, moving on to actor in a leading role so i think this is one of a, one of those awards that can get uh not lost but more you know we've seen guys like uh Steve, the stephen Hawking character win an award for a bad movie but a good actor so yeah. i think this is where robbie mal i, I can't, can't say his name more better pronunciations um but he mean rhapsody he won for best actor in the Emmys um do you think he repeats here and wins again? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, Tim, they favor people that are playing they they favor actors that are playing characters you know and people you know in history and uh, I hate I, it. I mean, look at last year with the the darkest hour um that one uh with Gary Oldman and you can look at, you know, Lincoln, people love to vote for beloved people in history and you know freddie mercury is still remembered very favorably um, except by members of his band right (laughs) outside of people from his band why are you always late um this why'd you get aids (laughs) yeah oh god um (laughs) but he and like i said before if you watch the side-by-sides of you know, their performance of the Live Aid concert in that film and the actual uh, video of the Live Aid concert, it's hard not to be impressed with the way that he captured that onstage charisma. And, you know, if people still love the character, he's got the shoe in for this, I believe. And Christian Bale is on the outside looking in because, you know, Dick Cheney is not looked at as favorably. So that does hurt. Willem Defoe
0: should get this for the record. He's incredible in at Eternity's Gate, which is also a very good movie. Um, of the nominees that could realistically win, I would like it to be Bradley Cooper, but I that agree. won't happen.
2: Um, I I thought that performance yeah. was probably one of the best I've seen from him and you forget it's Bradley Cooper about 2 minutes oh, yeah. into the film. And cuz at first you're like, "Whoa, that's a weird voice," and you're just and then you lose him. And it's completely the character, and yeah, I don't obviously don't want to spoil the ending, but I think the he definitely delivers. Yeah, yeah. and
1: I'll, I'll say this too, and like obviously know my point. I hate impersonation actors because you you can kind of flash back to what they were and kind of do a comparison, you know, to do it, and that almost gets an unfair advantage to the people who are doing those roles. Well, I know Bradley, I know *Stars Born* is a remake of a movie, but I think Bradley Cooper really created the character there and made a good combination with Lady Gaga and made that work perfectly, where I would, I would pick him too. I don't like picking the impersonation actor for these type of awards, so I would, I would pick Bradley Cooper. And I haven't seen an attorney's gate, but I'll take uh, Davy Pepper's word for it that William Defoe was great. He's
0: so good. He's really, really good in it. And and again, the movie is really good. Very yeah. weird movie. Very good movie.
1: Very weird movie, but very good acting. That's good to hear. So now we can go on to actress in the leading role. And Jordan, you want to pronounce these names for me? Because I see the first one is it's Not That Great from Roma.
2: So the only thing we have to pronounce is Glenn Close for The Wife. Uh, that's the winner?
0: Yeah. So, the I, only I've not great performance here.
1: So I have not seen The Wife. Uh, can, you, can I get a, a, a brief description of what it was and why Glenn Close was so great in the, in the, in the movie?
0: Uh, here's Here's a totally honest and not at all a joke description of The Wife. Um, people older than your great grandparents sit at a wall or sit in front of a wall and talk dryly for 105 minutes. <laughs> um, this, this movie is really bad and Glenn Close is fine in it. She's the best part about it, but also this is very much a legacy Oscar type deal. And it is kind of sad that she will win for a pretty mediocre performance in a pretty bad movie.
1: Ah, that's brutal. Um, is there anyone that's more deserving than Glenn Close right
0: now in this? All four of them give. All four of the other ones give legitimately stellar performances, and Glenn Close is the only is the only performance of these five that I don't think is Oscar worthy. Jordan,
2: so, do you disagree? So I have not seen it, but the buzz all over Hollywood is that this is a lock. She's going home with this award. she's, yeah. she's won a bunch of other awards prior to this one. A lot of the precursors, um, and. Like he said, this is a legacy award. Glenn Close has gotten close uh, many times, and this is finally her chance, and I think the Academy is going to follow up with it. Uh, I know a lot of people are raving about Melissa McCarthy in Can You Forgive Me? I really enjoyed Lady Gaga's performance in A Star is Born, um, but I don't think that it is really an open race right now. I think it's uh, close and shut
1: yeah yeah and glenn close is minus 550 to win this award so it's i mean when you see minus 550 it's pretty much a, a close a close book at that point so uh you can you can knock it in that glenn close wins this one so yeah that was a phrase i was looking for
2: that i messed up on
1: <laughs> no you're fine uh so best picture our last one of the nights so i'll i'll name other nominees black panther black klansman bohemian rhapsody the favorite green book roma a Stars Born and Vice. So, I guess I'll start it off because this was a controversy with my sister as well. I thought at the time this based on odds, I would pick the Green Book, but there was some controversy because Green Book had some uh, non—I I don't know how to explain the word. They didn't explain the racism very well. It's very Disney style of like explaining how racism works in in our modern day. Is that correct uh, for you, Davy Peppers?
0: Uh, it's. I mean, I, I do find it to be a very simple look at this, and knowing that the basically the family of the character played by Mahershala Ali has disputed every single thing in the film, including the fact that these two people were friends, is really, is really interesting to me and not necessarily the way that I think the movie wants it to be. I also just don't think it's particularly compelling or funny, Especially in a year where we had films about race like Black Klansman, Blind Spotting, Sorry to Bother You, if Field Street Could Talk, Green Book is very much the safe option, and I don't think it says, I don't think it does anything necessarily wrong. It's just, it's it's a movie that was pulled from 1985, and it has not learned anything or grown at all in the time since, and it just, it's just, it's yeah, just, I, it's just there.
1: Yeah, when I when I it. watched, I. I first got the idea, so I watched I watched the movie with my mom one time. It's called the Kill Trip with Seth Rogen and, and <laughs> yeah, and it, like obviously the the car trip has been done plenty of times. Like it's yeah. been like you go across country, you do the trip, and you kind of go through these adventures. I thought it was done in a, a better way, I guess, for me. Like it was more unnatural. Everything felt natural what they were doing for the the music trip going to the southern states. So it didn't feel like it was forced the storyline at, at all. I did think Mur Charlie was very good in the movie I like Viggo Mortensen so I didn't I didn't think it was a bad movie at all so that's why I yeah. did enjoy it I don't think anything was forced along the line as my dog is crying to me right now so I I think that it is one of my favorites to win the, the best movies the best pictures Still, um, even with the kind of disputes as well I know Bohemian Rhapsody won best film was already and I know that there were some disputes on Freddie Mercury being just portrayed the right way as well.
2: I would be very disappointed if Bohemian Rhapsody walks out of this with no yeah. nod.
1: No, I'm just, I'm just telling you that Bohemian Rhapsody already won the award for best film, right? And the, the whole thing, Freddie Mercury, there, there were some disputes already from what it was happening. So I'm just saying, Green Book could do the same thing with what they're doing, as well with their kind of disputes and storylines as well.
0: No, and yeah. I, mean, I yeah. I think every film that's nominated that's based on a true story has some historical inaccuracies. I mean, Black Klansman has them. Rhapsody, Green Book, and I'm sure there's something inaccurate about Vice. I don't know. I didn't care to look.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think one of the big things that is going to come into play this year, unlike all the other car- the categories of the Oscars, this one's voted on much differently than the other ones. It is, those are all popular vote, and they are voted on based on the category. So like I said before, if you're an editor, you're voting in the editing category. Um, best picture, everyone can vote. And if you don't get 50% of the vote, it goes to a more of, it's just a very complex voting style where it takes, all right, whoever put, you know, say, the movie at the bottom of the list, and whoever voted for that is their number one, they take all those votes, and they look at who they voted at number two, and they move all of those votes up and they keep moving votes up. I know that's not very well described. Um, you know, you almost need a graph and visual aids to really understand how this is yeah. done. It's it's very complex. So basically, in a race like this where there's a lot of discussion and there's not a clear favorite, it's no one's going to win that fifty percent vote. So there's going to be whatever the safest pick is is probably going to have the best shot at winning.
0: Which is Roma. It, uh, uh, but but here's the thing, Roma is three things that the Academy does not like, and do things that have never happened before. It is a foreign. It is a film entirely in a foreign language. It is a film least in theaters both of which have never happened before for a best picture winner and it's also a film with no recognizable actors which is incredibly rare
2: yeah hmm. they, they do I, not think, like netflix
0: yeah and i think the netflix bias is going to make roma not win honestly i think that's i think that is powerful enough
1: i i agree with you roma probably not winning which is why i put the green book but then we—I mean, those were the best two odds of winning the best uh, picture this year, and obviously there was some controversy with Green Book as well. So, you, who do you think rounds it up and might win this award out of a, a long shot?
0: I think it's going to be Black win. Oof, I—I I don't see it happening. And, and and here's why: it's a it's a long shot pick, and I and I get that because everyone hates something on this list except for black Klansman, roma and a star is born all of these movies have enemies except for those vice has a lot of enemies because it did not get very good reviews and it's and a lot of people myself included think it's a very pandering film um that is very angry at its audience much like how the big short was without being as funny as the big short Green Book has enemies in the family of Don Shirley and a lot of people, again, somewhat like myself, that find it's a very simple and two-dimensional portrayal of its subjects. The Favorite is too weird to win Best Picture, flat out. It is too weird. Hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody is... I find it to be terrible, and a lot of people do as well. And Black Panther is a comic book movie, and... They're not going to give Black Panther comic book. And they're not going to give Black Panther yes, a the first a comic one to be book.
2: even nominated, let alone win. So
0: Yeah, and I don't think it will. Roma's a Netflix movie, and Star is Born does not have the pull that we thought it did. Because Star is Born didn't get the director nomination, which likely exactly. did, I'm saying Black is going to win best picture.
1: I do like that for the odds aspect of it too. Like if you think about it really and that and that aspect of it you, I think the favorite could be one that kind of comes out of the, the odds end on that one, just based on what you're saying, too, with Roma being a Netflix and, and you know the, all the other kind of equations that go into it. So yeah. I the Green Book, the favorite are the ones that kind of stand out to me as winning Best Picture at the end of the day, even though I haven't seen the favorite. But it just seems like one of those movies that stood out with costume design and all these other different aspects of the movie to go along with it. Yeah. Um. So, I try to think. I, I think we pretty much wrapped it up pretty well. Do we have anything to add about the Oscars? Any predictions was going to happen inside the Oscars? Anything crazy? A nip slip or someone going to swear at the 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 cameras tonight or the, the night or Sunday?
0: I want there to be a camera on Spike Lee's face the entire time Ugh. because. Watching him in like the Hollywood Reporter roundtables, where he's just staring down um, the director of Green Book the entire time, is a wonderful sight to behold. And I would like a camera <laughs> on him the entire time.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. And I think there's right, something's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. I think there's uh, a good chance that Jimmy Fallon's going to try to do some skit that won't be funny, or well, yeah. Jimmy Fallon to some that's not funny at all. That will most likely happen. Um, other than that, I think we'll be a. I think it'll be a pretty boring show, with no host, and they're going to try some new stuff that won't work, and then they'll kind of learn from it and then do a better show next year.
2: Yeah.
1: Or any any predictions for uh, to random stuff happening
2: at the Oscars? Uh, um, I think it's. I think maybe the best picture is enough draw to bring people in because it is so wide open, uh, and in previous years it wasn't this you know, wide, wide open. And you do have a couple films in here that a lot of people did see. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is the highest revenue um, biopic ever. So there is a little bit more to bring to that. So maybe, maybe the audience retention is a little higher, but you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be a very boring year to be honest with you. And I'm not, I'm not over the moon looking forward to this one as I have in years past.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think our I think our podcast would be more exciting than the actual Oscars. If that's <laughs> if that means anything at, at all. It probably doesn't it doesn't at all. But I think Davey Peppers, you did a great job. We're gonna do well, thank you so much for having Davey Peppers. We have this little thing we do, we do three shout outs at the end of the episode and we give one recommendation. Do you have any shout outs you wanna give right now and any
0: recommendations for TV shows or movies you want us to watch? I'm a, I'm gonna uh, shout out your sister, Haley, for reaching out to me and just being like, hey, you want to talk about movies? Because <laughs> yeah. I always like talking about movies. That was that was delightful. Um, I'm a shout out I, just just the the good people working at Nintendo for making wonderful games on the Nintendo Switch, so I can have a Nintendo system and not feel like a child. That's um, That's that that's that's my shout out. And I would also like to shout out um, my car for never working. Yep, I've been <laughs> uh-huh. there. Yeah, because it's cold in Illinois, and the battery doesn't like to work when it's cold.
1: Yep, we've Um, all been there. All right, so any recommendations for movies or TV shows?
0: uh, Recommendations. Uh, TV show is on Netflix, and in its fourth season, currently on The CW, which is going to be its final season, a musical romantic satire called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that I love very much, and also a movie from last year that, if it were up to me, would win – most, if not all, of these Oscars blind spotting.
1: Okay, so Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm pretty sure I, I know one of the songs from the show. I've watched a couple episodes. It's I Have Friends. I, I definitely, definitely have friends. Have friends.
0: <laughs> no one can say that I do not have friends. It's great it's show. A gra-
1: Yeah, it's a great song. That, I mean, I've only watched a couple episodes, but there are very funny scenes in that already. So I, I would actually go along with that recommendation of watching that show. So I'm gonna okay. shout out one uh, Bud Light and Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, that's one shout-out. I was you know, enjoying both those tonight. Shout-out to Billy Eichner. And also shout-out to the Oscars for being the Oscars, I guess, for giving us a show to talk about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will shout-out uh, my cat, who's finally sat next to me and hasn't made a peep. So I don't know why that happened, but I'm going to try to mimic that every week. Uh, I will shout-out Zachary Levi, as I do every time. And a uh, little recommendation for, um, I know we've brought this up on the show before, the Umbrella Academy that got released on Netflix, uh, which is the brainchild of former lead singer of um, My Chemical Romance. It's, uh, it is is a kind of twisted version of the X-Men, and it's just like a... I'm only a couple episodes in right now, but it's, I'm intrigued by the characters. I think that the characters themselves, if the storyline is not a little eh, the the characters themselves are enough to bring you in. So um, check it out on Netflix if you're looking for something interesting to watch or binge.
1: All right, perfect. So like we say every episode, drop it like it's hot. Bye. Bye.
2: Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time.
0: You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait, I'm not?